You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast BXN episode 147. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM. I'm joined over Discord by the You're Nintendo who? aficionado, Shannon Warner, at Roro on Twitter. Hello. The host of Large Popcorn and Video SAS, Christian Macias, how are you? Oh, yeah. And the ultimate Spartan, the number one Halo player, Gage Dempster. How are you doing? I guess I'm Gage today? I'm confused. Yeah, but you have to answer in the affirmative to what I just said. I can affirm that I am not what Gage just said. <laughs> and I'm Gage. Wait, I'm oh. so confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, just off to some regular shenanigans. Uh, episode 147 today, the Lord of the Leaks Return of the King. We will be discussing, revisiting, I should say, the uh, NVIDIA leaks because there's been some interesting developments there. Yeah, beautiful title, by the way. I thought so. I was really, I was really mm-hmm. proud of it, and I was worried that Dan was going to come back with some. It's not going to fit, but he didn't. <laughs> and I'm, I'm proud. I'm glad. It may All be right. our best title yet. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I was really proud of it. I was, I was really proud of it. I've I'm glad you tweeted. That was made my heart happy. I've only censored one of your titles before, and it was for very good reason. <laughs> You know what's funny? You've only censored one of mine, but all of mine have gotten notes because I, I, I definitely push the envelope on every single one of them. Um, okay, we're going to start off with some quick bites. Um, and numero uno, Microsoft will be attending Gamescom this year and it will provide further updates on previously announced games. Um, they noted again that it's going to be uh, it is still going to be that same section of games that's coming out within the next 12 months, which... I kind of find a bit annoying because I I want State of Decay three and State of Decay three is not coming out in the next twelve months. I'm not going to get more updates on it. So, um, is anyone? I'm, I'm guessing we might see some more gameplay for things like Redfall, but I'm not too sure what more they have to say about these games. But is there anything that you guys are like super excited for to see? I feel. Christian, I mean, maybe you could tell me. Has Silk Song hasn't gotten a release date yet, has it? No, it has not. Yeah. Sadly, maybe, maybe it'll get okay. a release date. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, considering that it was at the Xbox showcase earlier. So, I mean, if they do have like some kind of partnership there, and it's not with Nintendo, then yeah, I would love to see it there. Otherwise, like, yeah, I, I think you're right. It probably would be Redfall. Maybe some stuff on Forza, but I, I doubt we'd even get close looks at Starfield like that. We already got a substantial look. I'm pretty sure they're just kind of finishing up that game i don't know if there's more they want to show off just yet see this is what's interesting i i, I promise the next one's going to be quick bites but the only reason i want to i want to discuss this is that their e3 presentation they showed a lot of their first party games but they also showed a lot of indies so i don't know what they're going to show like that's why i'm curious and throwing it up to you guys like what are they going to show right aside from a couple of highly anticipated indie games that didn't get release dates like is there a conference is there like an hour's worth of things they're going to talk about? Like, what, what do you guys think is going on here? It'll be Paris Lily on stage saying he does not like in and out Yes, God can't cook. I think we will see uh, some, uh, some other small stuff, like indie stuff like you're saying, Gage. Like, even like the bigger indie stuff, like um, High on Life, for instance, I think we'll see more of that uh, since that game's coming relatively soon. Um, I would imagine we'll see many of the games that are coming this fall that are multi-platform as well. 
because uh, obviously they won't show only exclusive stuff, or they don't always do right. that, so, yeah. Gamescom is in August, right? End of August? Middle of August? Something like that? Yeah. I wonder if we'll also see some Halo stuff, um, whether it be campaign DLC or uh, a teaser for Season 3 or an update or something like that. But and anyways, this... Xbox, go ahead. I'm convinced at this point that we're not getting campaign DLC for a while based on some things that are. Yes, I agree. Um, But Xbox will be there. So if you're looking forward to more details on some of the stuff they showed off at E3, look forward to that. Uh, Speaking of E3, or not E3, but the Summer Games Fest. But speaking of E3, E3 is back kind of. Um, So it's apparently for real this time going to be back next year. Um, and it's got a new partner, Readpop, which is the folks behind PAX. Uh, PAX is pretty successful, so this is kind of exciting. Like I said, I'm rooting for E3. I want everybody back in one weekend. I'm sick of this scattered nonsense. So for me, I'm hyped, but um, E3 is coming back, allegedly. We'll see if it happens. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, fingers kind crossed. Of, kind of exciting with uh, that partnership. Or not partnership, but yeah. Behind the same folks as PAX, like this could be good. Yeah. I agree. Um, Kirby's Dream Buffet announced for Switch for summer 2022. I will let uh, the Nintendo official <laughs> take the reins on this if you have anything more to add. Uh, yeah, it seems like a cool little mini uh, party game for Kirby. So it's not like the uh, normal uh, platforming sort of stuff. It looks like it's going to be a smaller title, which Kirby has a couple of spinoffs. So I'm, I'm always down for some Kirby spinoffs. And yeah, it looks cute. It's like a... I think you're... I only watched the trailer a couple minutes ago, honestly, before we started the show, because I, I didn't see it earlier. But it looks like you're uh, like a little ball. I mean, you always are a little ball, but you're rolling on these courses and you're trying to grab all uh, the food, I think, on the courses, it seems like. And by the end of it, you're weighed based on how much food you ate. And whoever ate the most food is the winner, it looks like. At least that's one of the modes. It looks like there's a couple of stuff in there. But yeah, it looks like a fun little Kirby party game. So I'm, I'm down for that. If only there was something like that in real life, I would win all the prizes. Inscription is coming to PS4, PS5, roguelite, horror card game. Um, so if you are looking forward to that soon. Yes, um, everyone, everyone play Inscription. Great game. I'll take your word for it. Um, Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me has been announced for this fall uh, alongside an announcement that Supermassive has been acquired by Nordisk Games. Uh, they recently picked up Avalanche, I think, from uh, Square. And uh, yeah, that's it's an exciting. It's exciting that uh, Supermassive is as a home because I really do like the things that they do. I don't. Not every one of their games clicks with me, but I love that somebody is doing these sort of telltale style of games, but with just more photorealistic esque graphics. Um, I I'm I'm super excited to jump into the quarry. I'm not. There's no way I'm paying eighty dollars Canadian for that, so I'm gonna wait till it's on sale. I agree. Pass. But I'm I'm excited to, I'm excited to give it like they're fun romps like that's it's I'm excited that they found a home I'm looking forward to uh, to get into the dark pictures I'm gonna wait until there's a couple of them on sale and then I'll probably just fall off and play them but well in this uh, one and please I was just gonna say and this one is actually cheaper so I think it's only forty dollars or maybe thirty dollars for um for this game uh so it, it's a lot cheaper than the quarry was so. Yeah, and it yeah. looks very similar, similar gameplay style. So, very interesting. I, this is the, f- I think this is the fourth Dark Pictures game to come out. So I'm hoping that soon they'll do a compilation. Like maybe you can pick up all four for like fifty bucks. In which case that would that sort of balance of price would speak to me more. 
So I'm going to wait until there's something like that because right now, yeah, they're all about like, I think the first one is still going for like $20. So 20, 30, and then 40 and 40 is too much for me. So I'll wait until they all get bundled or they're all on sale. But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Supermassive. I'm a casual fan of Supermassive. I'm glad that they've got funding and they've got a home. Yeah, uh, I, I want to add too real quick that I, I think for me, this acquisition is, is exciting just solely for the fact that the team doesn't have like an extra anxiety to worry about like you know with right. every game that they have like resources to back them up to make uh, even better games because gauges you're right like those games are already visually like really interesting or not interesting ex- like visually impressive um for like the kind of scale and scope that the, those kinds of games are so if you know with a, a backer like this being acquired um it only mean we're gonna get way more cool stuff coming from supermassive I wouldn't trade the first season of, of Telltale as The Walking Dead for anything, but I can just imagine that if the graphics were something like this, they would probably would have tugged at my heartstrings a lot more. Like some of those scenes would have been absolutely much if it had that sort of t- that style of animation. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's good they don't have to worry about that stuff, and they won't maybe compromise their artistic vision for like, oh, let's do what's popular because we make money. Um, uh, in other news, though, um, got RoboCop FPS uh, was showed off, and we got gameplay for it. And it looks pretty cool. Um, and we've got um, Alex Murphy is uh, the lead protagonist, and except the likeness of uh, Peter Weller, which is pretty cool. The lead what? Oh, he's the lead what? I don't know what I'm walking into. Lead protagonist? He plays him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. No. Okay. No, you don't. You do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Robocop, okay? I don't know. Robocop. There. No, he's sitting no, there with a smile no, on his face. I'm getting no, worried. No. Throw back to last week. Robocop. <laughs> Robocop. This is coming out on the Robocop. Switch too. Like I, I didn't know this. This wow, impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, something that I completely missed until uh, looking over the dock. MetaQuest will no longer require Facebook login starting next month. Super unfortunate. I would have waited. Um, because <laughs> I just got my quest like eight months ago. I totally could have waited for this. Um, so that's exciting for anybody else looking to get into this. If you were worried about that, then you don't have to worry about that. What's up, Christian? I don't know if eight months ago qualifies as I just got it. <laughs> I think God. you've passed. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. This is, this is definitely a Larry David argument, but I think you're exactly. right. Exactly. I think you're right. Yes, I will concede. <laughs> I will concede. Um, moving on to more nonsense. Midnight Society has uh, unveiled their first look at their new game, Project Moon. This is uh, DJ Dr. Disrespect, whatever his name is. <laughs> this, is his, uh, this is his game that everyone forgot about. Um, it, it's, so there's one thing from this I like. They're calling it an extraction shooter. This is really great. We can, we can now coin this term and stop calling everything that comes out inspired by Tarkov. I'm sure that people, <laughs> I'm sure Battlestate Games loves that. I'm sure that they absolutely love that everybody calls a new game that's like Tarkov. It's like Tarkov. But we need like an official yeah. term. So I like extraction shooter. Perfect. I like it. Um, but it's a vertical extraction shooter with a, with the most generic Fortnite style characters I've ever seen in my life. Um, one of us maybe has gotten uh, a part of this. I don't know if it's under NDA, so I'm not going to say for no, sure. Maybe not. if someone hasn't. Okay, not. so then, Dan, do you want to talk about this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the further... The further I go down the rabbit hole with this, the more I'm a little bit concerned about this. But uh, yeah, I'm already invested in it. Uh, so essentially, they have 
your 10,000 founders uh, with the Founders Pass, and they all got these NFT-ish characters created, uh, generated for them. Uh, and all these people have been posting on uh, social media, and I literally, <laughs> all I did was post something, this is what I've gotten thus far for my Midnight Society Founder Pass, and it's my character's picture, and I tagged the studio and Robert Bowling, who I actually, I, li- I really like Robert Bowling. He's one of the co-founders with Dr. Disrespect, who I don't like. Uh, so if anyone's watching who is a big Dr. Oops. Disrespect fan, sorry, don't like him. Uh, but uh, all I did was tweet that. Has 77 likes, and I got freaking, <laughs> I'm not kidding you, I got 40 followers from that. I'm like, this is not the type of follower I'm looking for. So again, I apologize if you're watching this right now and you followed, you know, the retweets here. But I, I, what is happening? That's I don't hilarious. Know. Yeah. Did you get a rare visor? I saw. Sorry, sorry, Christian. No, please. I was just I was going to ask Daniel if you got a rare visor. I saw that going around. And I was like, I was like, oh, I got the one with the diamond on it, man. Like, I'll that, be, what does that mean? I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Like, I saw the yeah. I saw the same things you're talking about, where people posted like the rarities of all the pieces yeah. of their picture. I didn't do that because I literally don't care. Like, can all I, these can people. I, can I can I can I drop a bomb on you guys? None of it's rare because none of it's real. Okay, <laughs> it's all nonsense. <laughs> all, all these people were changing their profile pictures on Twitter to this too. So Why like, have you done that yet? In my notifications, it's literally all the NFT. <laughs> pictures i'm just like oh god no please no god bless them they're happy about it and they think that they've stumbled onto some so you know what god bless them god bless them um i'm sure the game will be uh okay at best we'll see Um, we'll see let's give them the benefit of the doubt because we don't okay i'll gameplay yeah gameplay might be rock solid but like these character designs they all look like that one guy from fortnite with the with the mask that changes shapes like it's 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 ridiculous it's crazy you know I can't believe he was typing this up for months, and this is what the characters look like. What are you going to say, Christian? Yeah, it's the punchline. You know what else is rock solid? Yep. Respawn Entertainment is rock solid. Nice. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Also, Christian. Uh, Respawn is working on a new FPS in the Apex Legends universe, which is separate from the Titanfall universe. Because if you remember when Apex Legends was announced, it's a new Battle Royale in the Titanfall universe. Mm-mm. I can't believe the disrespect that... This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Anyways. Uh, and it appears to be single player. So there's a new... There's a new response work on a new first person Apex Legends universe that makes me want to spit. <laughs> I mean, we, we all love Titanfall here, but Apex is, like, huge. So I, I, I get I why they why they did that, but I, you're not wrong. Yeah. But I yeah. hate that you just said that sentence. <laughs> I hate it. I really hate that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Kojima Productions uh, puts out a strong statement. Sorry, Kojima Productions puts out a strong statement against the likes the lies of Kojima being, <laughs> being the Japan uh, PM assassin. So this is a man was assassinated, and that's very serious. It, however. <laughs> Do we really think Kojima went and did this? Like, I feel like this is a bunch of trolls saying this, and it's kind of oh, like... I mean, we don't. You Maybe you missed but... the article. Like, uh, there was an actual article that yeah. came out that uh, accidentally used a picture of Kojima instead of a picture of the assassin. Oh, it was like a UK outlet, oh, right? I did not I see that. That's... Yes. Or was it Russia? Yeah, okay. It was one of the two. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I, mean, I, th- but even, I mean, yeah, that's... 
This is a ridiculous headline to read. I'm sorry. It's it's serious. This is a serious statement. But no, Kojima did not assassinate anyone. Yeah. Um, Again, this is this is like a, a gamers versus the general public sort of situation where, like, obviously we know we see Kojima on that article and like, wait, there's something up right. here. But like, right. vast majority of the public population will look at that uh, that article and say, wow handsome guy but he did murder someone that's terrible but it, it's not that's not kojima like, i feel like that's a double-edged yeah. sword though because yeah. a is a lot of are a lot of westerners keeping up with japanese news and b the people in japan probably know of hideo kojima right like i understand why you'd want to correct this i totally get yeah, that definitely. but i feel like like no yeah they're not in the wrong for for correcting this at all i just feel like this is a ridiculous thing to have to read out this is crazy this is absolutely crazy. No, Kojima did not murder anyone. Um, I feel like the people of Japan know as much of Hideo Kojima as much like as much as Canadians know the name Denisville New. You know what I mean? Like people who know know. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know who that is. Oh, that hurts people. <laughs> well, that, that, that's exactly my point. Bro. Exactly the point. Yeah. No. No. But that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, <laughs> Kojima. Yes, Kojima did not assassinate the Japanese prime minister. Anyways. Um, fuck Fall Guys. Fall Guys has reached 50 million players in two weeks since going free-to-play. Uh, not shocked at all. That was a great move for them. Um, and the game is getting a little bit of a resurgence, which is, uh, which is great. It's a fun game. It's, I got no qualms with that game at all. Is anybody going to download the Pusheen? Um, that's, the Pusheen I am now. That's a sex <laughs> act or that's a slur. What did you just say? Pusheen. The little cat. The kitties. Pushin kitties? Pushin. I don't know those are Pushin, Pushin costumes. There's also another costume we just added as well. God knows I don't remember it. I like as soon as I saw Pushin, I was like, yes, I remember I know this. Oh, it's the one it's the one where it's the guy from Fortnite. It's like the Master Chief skin, right? Hmm? <laughs> oh no, I don't know. Pushin is the only costume I know that was added. That that I remember that was added. Oh I know I was, what you're I think I know what you're I was just trying to bait Dan. Oh. Not working. <laughs> It made it <laughs> like these character designs, they all look like that one guy from Fortnite with the with the mask that changes shapes. Like it's it's. Me what as was well. that? Yeah, what? <laughs> I heard that as well. Was that Christian? Christian, something? are you playing? Somebody, with... somebody, somebody, open up the YouTube to check comments. I'm guessing. Oh. Okay, so I for posterity, I got a new microphone. All right. <laughs> And I am trying to, like, on the fly while podcasting, making sure that all the audios are going to the right channels. Apparently, when I open up YouTube, somehow you guys can hear it, too? Wait, what do you have your microphone input set to, Christian? For Discord. For Discord? Oh, so we can do this at later, but... Was chat? Okay, please help me after. I, I'll, yeah. I'm not going to touch the computer, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I completely missed it somehow. I must have really bad ears. No, I heard that. I definitely it was Gage. I thought it was me for a second. Yeah, Gage repeating himself. <laughs> Nothing new. It's fine. GoldenEye 007, long rumored remaster, is allegedly on pause because of the uh, Ukraine war. So um, this is coming from Jeff Grubb. Um, I understand from a, from a corporate uh, standpoint as to why they're doing this. I feel like it's. I don't know. I don't know. This is strange to me. Because Rush, I mean, you're playing a video game that came out decades ago in which where Russia is the bad guy. I don't know. I don't see the correlation between 
wanting to delay this, although I could just be not thinking it through. What do you guys feel? I th Maybe I mistook this. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. I was thinking that it was delayed because the developers were in Ukraine. Yes. Okay. Is that what it is? That was my understanding, too. Okay. Okay, I could have sworn that... Okay, I'll have to look into that. I'll have to look into that more because I, I read the, I was reading articles about it and it didn't seem like that was the case. But if that is the case, that makes sense. Yes, that obviously makes sense to me. Um, but for whatever reason, I was under the impression that it wasn't that. But anyways, um, so if you're if you're waiting out for that remaster, like I am, and like a lot of people are, um, it's on pause for right now. But I'm sure that it is imminent because a lot of leakers have saying that this is coming, and obviously we've seen achievements pop up and all that stuff. So. That is on the way, but just not quite yet. And then in news that is sure to excite Rock Solid Christian and the Nintendo aficionado Bayonetta 3 has a release date, and it is oh. coming October 28th. <laughs> Guys, how do you feel about that? Give me your uncensored thoughts. I, th I think Christian should take this away. I, I, I love Bayonetta. I am a fan of Bayonetta, the character, <laughs> the witch. <laughs> I've played uh half of the first one i still have to beat the first one so i won't i am a fan of the games of the characters of bayonetta but i still need to finish it because i just haven't all, had the time to beat it but all yeah. this time that you and you i thought i beat bayonetta it on the podcast <laughs> here and here i learned you're halfway through the first one all right <laughs> well jokes on you rashan has beat it but just not the game oh that you is a it. great joke <laughs> yeah that is yeah uh, my take is that um, very cool that Nintendo uh, is letting these games be horny, um, yeah, yeah. and also Never cool. I guess yeah. I also uh, very cool that they added a family friendly mode, which I don't know how you make that game family friendly, but like you they know, tried. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can have more clothing on. Maybe it like censors a few other things, but uh, yeah. it'll on. be interesting <laughs> if it actually changes the shape of the character model, right? Because she is inherently like sexual, so it'd be interesting to see what that family filter does. Like, those camera angles in these games are insane. Right? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Dude. One um, time? Well, I won't say it. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I, I want to know how You're, that ends. <laughs> I'm very excited, and I still uh, believe that you're playing as Cereza and not Bayonetta, but, you know, time will tell. Uh, and I think, again, they doubted me when I said Halloween time, right? Here we are. What? Right what, before Halloween. What's the difference between Bayonetta and Cereza? Like, what, They're different what does characters. that mean? Oh. They're, well... Yeah. Aren't they? I, I again. I'm in the halfway through the first I, one. I can't so answer I that, bro. I can't okay. answer that. It would spoil. Okay. 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 The bayonetta lore is too complex. They're clones of each other. It's they're no. Sisters, yeah, well, they were sisters hmm. separated at the womb. You want to know? I can. Uh, but I won't tell you. No. Go play it. Go play it. Okay. <laughs> um, PlayStation's Haven acquisition is complete. And we got an update that Mark Cerny is apparently assisting Jade Raymond with the studio, which is interesting. Um, Jade Raymond is a longtime uh, producer at uh, Ubisoft who uh, went to Stadia and then went to find found her own studio when Stadia uh, fell through. So interesting to see that Mark Cerny is involved. I know that Jade Raymond has given interviews talking about how uh, the game will sort of uh, adapt remix culture like tiktok and stuff like that i don't know what that means for a video game and to me that sounds like a horrible idea but um i'm wondering if it's gonna have some sort of tech aspect kind of like um xbox with their sort of cloud uh stuff because mark cerny is definitely a tech guy uh so to have him there helping them out is interesting don't know what that means but um not a lot to go on here but 
Avid is officially a PlayStation. Congrats. Congrats. Um, and the last quick bite for the day is that The Last of Us Part 1 has gone gold. And you know what? To all you haters out there, frick you, I'm excited. I'm going to buy this day one. I'm not going to buy it day one. I'm going to wait till it comes to PC. But I'm excited. <laughs> Go ahead, Christian. Uh, first of all, I am also not a hater. I'm excited. The $70 discourse, I'll allow it. That's warranted. That's a more nuanced conversation. I'm not going to have that right now. I will say, first of all, um, very cool that the studio was able to do this uh, without crunching at all. Yeah. yeah, which is fantastic, especially for a game of this scale. Naughty Dog's first PS5 game without crunch. Uh, impressive, and I hope that kind of sets a precedent. If it means we get less Naughty Dog games over time, that's okay, because uh, I think developer lives are more important than the games that we play. Uh, but two, insane uh, that the game is gold like two months before release. Usually games go gold like maybe a month or three weeks beforehand. This is this is pretty dang early. So it makes the, the wait for it that much like longer for me personally. Like, oh, I want to play it now. For sure. Yeah, when you find out that a game has gone gold, like like you say, months ahead of its release date, definitely definitely makes sense. I wonder if this means that there's going to, if either some people from Naughty Dog are going to, obviously they're going to polish the absolute shit out of this, but I wonder if that means maybe some of them are going to go, Assist Nix's with the inevitable PC port because, as uh, as Neil said, that's oh, that's coming soon. So that would not be surprising to me at all because uh, we have no idea. This might be when they start shortening that gap, right? This might be December. Who knows when it comes to PC? You are totally onto something. That is yeah. incredible. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it if that's what they planned. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to stoke the fires here a little bit, as I do. <laughs> the seventy dollars discourse, not warranted. That should have been warranted for the remaster. Am I the only one who's thinking about this? And I go, well, the game came out on PS3, and then you got a full-price remaster, which was an upscale. They've redone everything in this game. It's a new engine. It's new animations. I agree. However... This is more warranted of, of the $70 price tag than the remaster was. Dan, you first. Sorry. Dan, go ahead. I agree. However, when someone's already paid one hundred and forty or one hundred and twenty dollars for this game, I do think they should appreciate the fans that have already purchased this in the past. Like that's what we've talked about before. Like, give something. Like it doesn't have to be something big. Just give something to the fans that have supported that game and that franchise for so long. Like that's my opinion. So that I, I do remember you. I, I just want to. I want to jump in real quick. I want to jump in real quick just to correct myself. I do remember us having that conversation. To me, that's a separate argument. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that, and I feel like I did when we talked about that. If they were to look at your purchase history and give a discount, that's fine. But for people saying that this game is not worth seventy dollars, my main argument is that it is absolutely like the game by itself is worth seventy dollars. If for somebody who's already bought the other two, different story. Absolutely, Sony should be giving you a discount. We know they're not going to. Sony fucking hates you. But anyways, Christian, go ahead. <laughs> My thing is that it's one thing to say that uh, it is a from-the-ground-up remake and then open it up for pre-orders. It's a different thing to show what's different in yeah. it. And then, yeah, so that, I think that's where, like, the kind of... Um, I'm forgetting the word. Where that overlap is kind of co is coming from. That, like, if right. we were to see the changes that they were actually doing, that they're saying they're actually doing, then I'd be... I think people would be more open to be like, oh, yeah, this looks fantastic. $70? Right. Sure, because I believe in your product from what you showed me. But they haven't shown really anything. We've seen one trailer, and it's like, all right, pre-orders, open up. Right. That's fair. I feel like 
as a general rule for the industry, I absolutely agree with that sentiment. My only thing is that, and this happened with with um, when they first showed off the Last of Us Part Two gameplay, and everybody was saying like, "Oh, they're going to do a bait and switch." Naughty Dog does not have a history of doing that, right? Naughty Dog is not Ubisoft. They don't they don't sort of talk about a game and then you get it and it's half baked and it's broken. Like I remember when Last of Us Part Two got its big long eleven minute gameplay demo of Ellie running around and every, all the haters were like, "It's not going to look like this." It does. It does. Naughty Dog doesn't lie. They don't stretch the truth, right? So that's my only thing with that. So I totally agree with if you're somebody who's not familiar with Naughty Dog, then it's like, we haven't seen anything yet. Why are you asking $70? But for me, it's like when Naughty Dog says they built the game from the ground up, they have yet to mislead the audience when it comes to E3 demos or anything like that. So I, but that this is the separation of like somebody who's a diehard Naughty Dog fan and like a casual PlayStation fan. So that's fair. I totally take that point, Christian. Like if you're somebody who's not familiar with that, yeah, you haven't seen anything yet. You have not seen the product. So that's totally fair. Um, but it's gone gold was the point of the quick bite. And it's exciting because it means that they've got lots of time for polishing and or possibly um, getting that PC port good and ready because they've been killing the PC ports, um, PlayStation Studio games. So that's all exciting. Um, go ahead, Rashad. Do you have something to say? No, no. I was just saying, yes, I, I, to- I agree with literally everything that Gage said on this one, for sure. So not going to yeah. say anything. <laughs> Gage has spoken correct <laughs> yet again. Moving on to street me. <laughs> Aren't you glad to have me back, Dan? <laughs> uh, first, we've got two bits of street meat, and we actually had a third, but I moved it to PXN News of the Week because there was an interesting update uh, today. So, oh yeah, there's that street <laughs> meat brought to you by Chicken Breast from your local grocery store. Use code Dirty Dan at your local grocery store. Go in and say Dirty Daniel Prindle. They will give you 10% off of your meat order. <laughs> Moving on. Funny too. Moving on. <laughs> say Dirty Daniel Prindle sent me here and they'll give you 10% off. Dan's uh, meat. <laughs> oh, it's a good show. ACG. Uh, Jeremy Penter, um, who is an Xbox. He's in the Xbox wheelhouse. He's a content creator. Um, and uh, sometimes insider, he claims that the next Assassin's Creed game will be centered around the Aztecs, which sounds fucking awesome to me. But Jason Schreier has since refuted this, saying that the next project <laughs> for, from Assassin's Creed is apparently Rift, which is a, a very small-scale stealth game, and that will uh, feature around the character from Assassin's Creed Origins, and it will be in Middle East or Egypt. Um, and then he, he, Jason Schreier went on to say in his Bloomberg report that uh, the game after that, the next big Assassin's Creed game, in, uh, Infinity? Infinity? That's what... Infinity. Um, he hasn't heard Aztec mentioned at all, ever. So it's a direct sort of rebuttal of what ACG is saying. So it'll be curious to see. I feel like Aztec would be awesome. Would be a really awesome time period to center Assassin's Creed game that has the potential to be a very beautiful game. Um, but... Uh, I, I know a lot of people love the character from Origins, so um, people would also probably really like that. I didn't play Origins. Um, what are you guys thinking on this? What do you? Where would you like to see Assassin's Creed go? Like what? If what if are you, you thinking? If you don't side with Jason Schreier on this, then I don't know what you're doing because Jason Schreier's literally been the Assassin's Creed leaker for the past ten years. Like yeah. he has spoiled every single setting of the Assassin's Creed games for the last like ten years. It's insane. So for sure, yeah. for sure. Personally, I don't care where the games go as long as the gameplay looks good. And none of the games have excited me for a long time. I um, agree with you. So, I mean, the what you said about like the stealth, like the stealth game that they're doing as like the the smaller standalone title, 
that potentially could be really cool. Um, but I never played Origins, so I have no attachment to the character, and that's you know probably my own fault for not playing it. But like, it's where I stand. Sorry, Dan. Have you you're shaking your head? Have you just curious? Have you played like the um, more recent RPG ish versions of Assassin's Creed? That's it. That is the exact opposite of what I want from my Assassin's Creed Correct. experience. Fair. Yeah, I'm in the same camp. I will say, I really want to play the one in France, though. I, that's the one I, I skipped. Unity? That I really want to play. Oh, Unity. Unity's great. That, it's the last because, Assassin's Creed yeah. game. Oh my god! Every time the parkour like scroll like comes up on my TikTok, I'm like, damn, this game looks so good. I want to play it. Yeah, one of the last few games where where Ubisoft was actually trying because that game. The facial animations are better than Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and that game is like ten years old. Old, although it's to crazy. Be, to be fair, that game was broken at launch for a while. Yeah, it, it was. Bad it was yeah. absolutely <laughs> broken. Yeah. Uh, but it also has fantastic multiplayer. Uh, we, yeah. Dan, Dan, and friend of the show Glenn uh, and myself tried to get into it. The servers are down. I think uh, it did not work, so you won't be able to experience that unfortunately. But it had proper four-player co-op, like doing heists and stuff. It was awesome. Assassin's Creed Unity was great. And- and that's what people wanted for so long, and then they delivered it there, and then never saw it again. <laughs> right, because the game, the game as a whole, happened to be broken, and it got yeah. negative feedback. So we're like, okay, we won't do it anymore. And it's like, no, 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 this is exactly what we wanted. I wanted to like take down one guard and then see my buddy drop from the rooftop and take down the second guard. That's cool. But yeah, no, you're right. They never did it again. It was awful. Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity highly recommended. It's good stuff. Story was okay, but the gameplay was really, really good. Um. And then for the six people still playing uh, Avengers, the next character will reportedly be Bucky. Uh, and this is according to a very reliable Avengers leaker who leaked Crossbones. He leaked uh, War for Wakanda. He leaked um, uh, Kate Bishop, all that stuff. So um, apparently it's going to be Bucky. So, I mean, enjoy that if you want. Apparently, I... uh... oh, yeah, go for it, Christian. No, row, please. I just wanted to say that apparently She-Hulk was supposed to be the next character to drop for this game. Interesting. Apparently this is like revealed on a like an Xbox stream by mistake. So people oh, so okay. it could be that it was a mistake and that okay it's not going to happen. It's actually the next one after Bucky Burns. I but also don't know the, I don't know the timing of that and this. This might yeah. be like if they officially announce She-Hulk, this might be like oh this is the next character after She-Hulk. I have no idea. Um I'm going to add something to both Quick Bites and Street Meet I suppose. Um, so I'll start with my response to Avengers, um, and this will tie into the, the quick bite. Today, uh, the PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus confirmed uh, their titles that are coming to uh, this month's game catalog for premium and extra members, which which I have. Um, and one of those is Avengers, so maybe I'll, I'll eventually try it, um, especially with you know. Uh, the show miss marvel me me really enjoying those first three episodes like i'm interested in, in more kamala content um but you're also gonna get it stray of course final fantasy 7 remake intergrade i should play that dlc uh and then a bunch of assassin's creed games uh including unity maybe oh. i will finally play this now <laughs> can we just nice. all appreciate for a second that he just said kamala content fantastic oh i didn't even notice oh you didn't even notice you did it wow i mean i'm just that good that was great you're great (laughs) thank you oh you guys a compliment for once that never happened (laughs) 
All right, Dan, oh, don't, get, don't get too cocky. Don't get too cocky, Dan. Settle down. All right. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to PXN news of the week. We got two ones here. We're going to start off. Uh, we're going to get the bad news out of the way because um, it's extremely unfortunate, and it makes me makes me angry and want to ape out. Uh, GameStop is firing many key Game Informer staff and planning to heavily invest in the blockchain slash NFT nonsense, which, if we're all unaware, has hit a 12-month all-time low. Everybody's done with this now, but not GameStop. They're getting into it, or Dr. Disrespect. Both of them are idiots. Anyways, um, so they're laying off uh, tons of their workforce across GameStop and Game Informer. And like I said, we are they're investing that money into um into the NFT blockchain bullshit. Um including so yeah, a lot of the staff are they're laying off as key members from Game Informer, a lot of talented writers losing their jobs in favor of Bored Ape GameStop nonsense. Um uh, Christian, I'm gonna let you start on this. Uh first of all, Gage, be careful what you say because one of us on this podcast is giving money to those uh, NFT grifters. I won't say who it is, but it- the name rhymes with uh, Lan. Anyways, anyway, uh, yeah. For, uh, I'll start off with the, the Game Informer stuff because I think that probably like hurts the most as an aspiring content creator. You know, like is that gonna happen for me? Probably not. But like, like I follow like a lot of these guys and they do really cool work. What Alex Van Aken has done uh, with like the video content, and uh, Alex is still there. Uh, but like the team, like the supporting team and other, pe- other people above him, like the how they've transformed the magazine in the past year alone, and especially like during COVID, has been amazing. I look to it for uh, inspiration when I was doing a lot of my like early video essay stuff, and I, and I still do, right? But it hurts to see like people who are making quality content get kicked by the wayside because GameStop wants to invest in NFTs. Like it's it's tragic and it's disgusting, uh, and it's doubly hilarious now when that market actually opened. And they had, uh, you know, pictures, JPEGs on there for sale that were worth that were worth fifty like fifty million dollars, but sold for like thirty four dollars. Um, it is, uh, come on, dude! Like GameStop, this is what you deserve. It's extremely unfortunate. What what really makes me, like I said earlier, it makes me want to ape out, which just means I want to spit and hit things and yell really loudly is that GameStop was given this crazy, miraculous second wind, second chance with the, uh, with the stock market uh, situation that happened. This company was dying, and they were given a second, an artificial second wind that no company has ever gotten in that way before. And they decide to immediately double down on things that gamers don't like. You had a chance to reinvent yourself as a brand, and... Like, okay, what can we do better? Because what they were doing before, which was branching out from video games, getting into all this, like, just generic nerd stuff. And again, the company was failing. So what, they, what do they do upon getting the second, the second win, this infusion, is they immediately do the same thing again. That's the, that's the cherry on top for me that really pisses me off. Um, but, sorry, Dan, did you have something you want to say? Uh, yeah, the the timing of this couldn't have been worse with me uh, right. doing the whole thing with Midnight Society with their deal. And obviously, I, I knew a little bit about what was, I was getting into with that because they talked early on about, you know, they were going to have some kind of, you know, tie into NFT or whatever 
I don't I didn't really understand back then what the hell that meant. Uh, whereas now I'm just like, okay, well, I slightly understand it, I guess. But yeah, the timing of this is terrible because now I just made it just makes me feel like uh, like garbage for you know doing that for you're you not know, participating you're in that, but not in GameStop specifically. But uh, yeah, fuck GameStop. This is awful. Like. Game Informer is one of the best outlets out there, or at least it was before this happened. Uh, and yeah, it sucks. Sure. Yep. A Alex had a tweet up um, saying that they were they felt like they were a skeleton crew before because like they didn't have many very, very many people, and then like with three people gone, three very important people, it's like less than a skeleton crew. But they're still around. They're still making that content. They're still going to turn stuff out, and I'm I'm going to do my best to support them moving forward. So. Yeah, and, and but turning out that content only just becomes even harder now that there's less people, as you're saying, with the skeleton crew being even more bony. So yeah, it's it's upsetting because they have GameStop has such an awesome people working for them, and they just decide to let them go or treat them poorly for something that nobody wants and is not going to make them any money, even though they think it is. But yeah, it's 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 a shame, and I hate hate to see it. Because as you were saying, I know Alex is still there. And I loved his Animal Crossing video and his, I think he did a Fortnite video about him and his brother. Like, I love both of those. They're like some of my favorite video game content videos out there. Um, but there are many more people there that aren't going to be able to make those stuff for, for Game Informer. Hopefully they go on to bigger and better things. But it's sad. It's just sad to see. I, it was like the people that did leave their jobs and they were tweeting about it. It's like, damn, this guy seems like a really nice guy. Like, I don't know who this person is until now. It sucks that this is how I found out about you, but yeah. Yeah. One got fired on his birthday. Yeah. I, I would love to see another outlet or, or something like send an offer to GameStop to buy Game Informer. Like, just say, hey, we want to acquire them. Here's X amount of money and like get, get them out of GameStop's umbrella because. I feel like it's an, an inevitable thing at this point that Game Informer is going to go down with the ship, the ship being GameStop eventually. Well, I mean, it's a double-edged sword because it's technically not anyone's responsibility, but it's unfortunate that you don't see the same... It's unfortunate you don't see the same camaraderie with game journalists that you do with game developers because I've known from just the years that I've spent paying attention to the industry and sort of being involved is that whenever there's like a sudden closure of a studio, a lot of times other studios will be like, hey, anyone who just lost their job, apply with us. We'll, we'll give you something, right? So it's super unfortunate that you're not seeing Kotaku or Polygon or any of these places like doing the same thing where it's like, hey, you know that, and it's like like we all say, it was only it's only like four or five people that have lost their job, but I mean, of a, of a um, outlet, three people, sorry, three people, but of an outlet that's already small, that's a big percentage, right? But I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate that we're not seeing sort of other outlets kind of offering to, to sort of take them in. I will say, because you're absolutely right, and I, and I agree, and I want more of that to happen for, for journalists. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. I will say one thing that I really appreciate, that, uh, and this is a, a shout-out to the Kind of Funny company. Um, what they do with Games Daily is it allows them to have rotating guests every week, right. uh, and then choosing to uh, like move aside from that, I think from whatever their in-host uh, plan was for that, for that day. And then opt to instead use two of the three because at, at that point the third hadn't wanted to say who it was yet. It was so it was just the two that were public uh, saying that we were let go. 
uh, kind of funny was like, okay, well then these two are going to be our, our highlighted guests for today's episode. And like, they were able to get like a lot of exposure that way. So I thought that was really that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, it's super unfortunate. Um, again, salt in the wound for all these guys who are getting fired and then they, they read an article and they find out, oh, we were, we were fired for NFTs. That's so good it's not like it's not like they were fired because gamestop wants to put funds into like a a game rental program or something that's going to benefit consumer no nfts the thing that nobody wants especially gamers so yeah like uh, like the wise daniel emmanuel said fuck gamestop um and the second bit of px the second uh, pxn news of the week uh this was originally a stream meet but there's an interesting development on this so um hackers uh earlier this week claimed to uh, obtain pictures of an internal Christian. Just let me, just, just, just let me, I've got the second Please part go. of this. Please. All right. Please. Okay. Now I'm thrown off. Cause I don't know what you're about to type. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Can I? Yes. Can I? <laughs> Hackers claim to obtain pictures of Bandai Namco's internal uh, release schedule for fiscal year, 2023. Now, a lot of the dates on this were wrong, and it was originally uh, dismissed as being fake. However, an interesting update is that 11 hours ago, Bandai Namco has confirmed that it actually was indeed hacked. And um, so it's kind of thrown that into question now. Um, now, I don't know what Christian, what you, what you have to say here, but what I was going to suggest, if I'm allowed to, was <laughs> that... Was that uh, it could be that the picture that these guys released uh, maybe was from a couple of years back, and it was from, uh, and that's why the dates are off. But anyways, it mentioned things like um, uh, Elden Ring DLC coming out in um, quarter uh, quarter three, I want to say, fiscal year twenty twenty three, which obviously is not going to happen at this point. But um, also, Armored Core was uh, was listed there, which is kind of what a lot of people are thinking is next is uh, from Software's next game. Um, Christian, what do you have to say? Uh, I'm of the belief that that mock-up picture is definitely fake, uh, and it was kind of going around, and it's led to believe that it is maybe true because they're using some stuff also from the NVIDIA leak. Um, it's made to look a bit more believable. The Elden Ring DLC, like, completely throws me off, and for it to be that far away, um, sure. I just, I, I don't buy it, um. There's a lot of stuff I don't buy. And then you are right that they did admit that they were hacked. As far as I know, uh, like what that hack actually was, was customer information. Um, but not actually like assets from the actual company as far as like internal documents or timelines. And I don't know, the way that picture, that mock-up is made, just it just screams kind of fake to me. Um, so, so if I'm a betting man, I, I'd put it there, personally. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Fiscal year 2023, that means it ends June of 2023, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So Q3 wouldn't mean like, you know, traditional calendar Q3. I think it would mean like first part of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. March 2023. Which wouldn't seem terribly off, I wouldn't think, for Elden Ring. No. But, no. Um, I don't know. But no Q1, but the thing, the only thing that the thing that throws it off and why people thought it was fake is that Q1 for Armored Core, I think, has already right come to pass. It would be right, right? It which would is be why in the next I three months, yeah, yeah, right. Which they're not obviously going to announce and right. then just immediately drop, right? So yeah. that's why a lot of people were saying that that kind of throws it out of the yeah. water. Now, again, if they if they had uh, 
leaked that if they had gotten some old files, and this was from like an investor's um, slide that we you know from like last year, right, where this was their original projected, and then they've changed it since. But yeah, it totally could be fake. The only reason I bring this up is that yeah, it does say it is another piece of, I mean, could be false information that suggests that Armored Core is the next uh, FromSoft game, which From has said that they have whatever their next game is in the final stages of, of finishing up. So maybe it's that. Um, but we'll see. We will. We shall see. Um, next, we got some quick fantasy critic draft check-ins. I'm going to let Dan take care of this one, as always. Dan, did uh, you want to do the check-in? Sure. Why not? Dan's in first, <laughs> 152 points. Christian in second. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Uh, 123 points I have. Uh, Christian in second with 77 <laughs> points. Uh, Roe is third place. He's crawling up, though. 43 points. Uh, engage sits <laughs> at negative 10. <laughs> negative 10. 10 uh, now? Negative 10. Yeah. Negative 10. Oof. Uh, what happened? TMNT. Oh, because it's Shredder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stray's coming out, though. Yeah. You got Stray coming next week, and <laughs> I have Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels next week. Let's go. Oh. Listen. That's. Engage. You're going to get at least 18 points next week for Stray. You think it's like an 88? You heard it here first. Yeah. I don't think so. Wait, and Christian has live a life or live a live a life. Live a live. Live a live. Live live a live. Live a live. It could be either way. I don't know. Now, if you were to ask people close to me, my friends, my inner circle, my girlfriend, I've been told that I'm a sore loser, which is correct. But here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. The fact that I was not able to secure Last of Us Remake, but Dan gets Hot Wheels DLC is bullshit. It's absolute fucking bullshit. I should have been able to snag that Last of Us Remake. That would have been fine. I would have won because it would have got 100. I agree with this you. Is bullshit. I agree with you, Gage. I think that Last of Us Remake should be included as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write, write the people behind Open Critic and yell at them. It, it is a partial remake, though. More work went into Last of Us Remake than Hot Wheels DLC, that's <laughs> hey, for sure. I mean, I'm not debating that at all. I mean, we, we should all combine our points together and take Dan now, and we probably still wouldn't even catch up to him. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Well, I have a game that literally I'm going to get zero from, Forza, or Forza Motorsports 8, which is not coming out this year. I'm not getting points as a- for as of you've got one game and you've got all as of right now, if we combine all of our points, we're still not anywhere near Dan. Dan's at 120, 70 plus 40 plus minus 10. <laughs> we're at guys, 110. You guys have a lot of games left. I don't think you guys are giving yourselves enough credit. I'm I'm dropping two games if I can. I, I got to modify it and keep the drop things. Ay, ay, ay. Anyways, that's the fantasy draft. Uh, check in. Are we doing. Are we doing the uh, podcast best of, best of all time, or are we doing that after news? Oh, now? either okay. way, either way, it doesn't matter. Do it now. Do it now. Live. Right now. Live. All right. <laughs> we've already explained. I wasn't here last week, but we've already explained the theme and the rules. Yes. Okay. Now we- everyone is announcing their individual picks. I'll go last because I have the best. Um, Dan, let's Yo. have you go first. Sure. All right. So. This first pick, uh, it, it was very contentious in the pre-show. I had to walk away. I was like, no, actually, I had to go to the bathroom. Uh, but <laughs> Master Chief is my first pick, of course. As everyone knows, I love of Master course. Chief. 
And I was jokingly putting Cortana in here saying, is this cheating? Just being playful. However, I feel like there's a decent defense to include Cortana with him. And the reasons are Ratchet and Clank duo. So are you being together. playful or is there a good reason to, to include her? No, you I'm just, just contradicted yourself. I'm just, I'm just saying Ratchet and Clank, Banjo-Kazooie. Uh -huh. You can't yep. separate Banjo and Kazooie. There's there's so many characters that I would argue you play as Ratchet and Clank. You play as Banjo and Kazooie. You do not play as Cortana. True. That's not a definition of protagonist, though. That's that but was my point. But it changes when you're talking about video games as a medium. That is the consensus that the three of us came to. Is that because but, it's video games? But on the protagonist internet, means something a little different. On the you internet, know what? that's not the consensus. The flood from Super Mario Sunshine is more of a protagonist than Cortana by this definition. You know what I mean? Is Ellie the protagonist of The Last of Us, part one? Yes. She is a protagonist, yes. No, no, she is thematically, but she's thematically. not the protagonist. She's not the protagonist. She is a protagonist, yes, she is. How is she not? I don't think that works for video games, though. If this, if this was a show, she would be a protagonist. But when you're talking about video games, the protagonist is the character you play as. But there's not one protagonist. Like, even if you go to best of all time protagonist lists, I, I went to them earlier today, there's tons of people on there that aren't playable. The, I, In my opinion, and like you guys are welcome to your own opinions as well, I'm not saying you aren't, but like there's so many different characters that you could define as being a protagonist that aren't playable and the the point okay. of dan Yo. you won me over i am agreeing with you you're you're a thousand percent right yes this makes a lot of sense however when you say plus cortana i i, I don't like the plus no I, <laughs> I was just that was me being playful but i was being serious when i was saying Cortana is absolutely a protagonist. And I almost said Cortana instead of Master Chief just to spite you guys. I just want to tell you that. That would have been a better pick. Cortana's more interesting than Chief. What? Get out of here. They're both Anyways, but again, um, but again, I think of them as one, and that's the thing. That's what I was trying to get at. Like Master Chief is nothing without Cortana. Cortana is nothing without Master Chief. They are one. Like they work together in unison. And the games that they don't work together in unison, Halo 5, not very good game campaign-wise. That's my point. Like, they are synonymous to, to each other. If this were a video game, you'd be the antagonist, Dan. That's fine. Dan is the antagonist. <laughs> because I just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, there it is. Um, Master Chief is your first pick. All right. Are we, doing, are we doing one pick at a time, or are we doing everyone does their four? Oh, I don't care. How did we do it last time? Last time we did it, it worked out pretty well. I'm never one at a time. One at a time? Okay. Ro, give me your first pick. Okay. <sighs> okay, so my first pick, I'm going to go with Clementine from The Walking Dead. I guess not the first season, but Correct. the second, third, and, <laughs> and fourth ones. But uh, yeah, Clementine, I think, is an awesome uh, main character. She has some really awesome badass moments, especially in the second season. Uh, we're still not bitten is still one of my favorite lines from her. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love Clementine. I, I still haven't played the final, final season. I know people are a bit uh, mixed on that last one. Um, but I loved playing as Clementine through the games that I have played as her. And, and I, I would be willing to go back. Oh, uh, Dan, what's I, going on here? I have a question, Ro. Wait a minute. 
can we consider the still not bitten line as part of her being a protagonist? Because that was in season one that she said that. No, it wasn't no, that was season two. Was season two. Wait. Season oh, two. you got so excited. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> you got she? so fucking excited. Two. Hang on. Wait a minute. Didn't she say that in season one no. also? No, she wasn't a Maybe badass. Maybe she in did. One. I don't remember that. But it, yeah, she was a she was a baby in season one. In season two, she was uh, she was uh, trapped in the uh, the shed. I lied. Yeah. I lied and when she got when they, she got out, because they were they were quarantining her to, to mm-hmm. see if she was bitten. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Can I yeah. say something? Uh oh. I love when Dan's wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> Christian. Type into Google top fifty protagonists of all time and tell me there's not ten on there that are not playable. Boom. This is the funny thing about Dan. I already agreed with him moments ago. <laughs> you're right, and yet he still holds on to this. Uh, hate that he has for no Do you reason. Do want to know why? Because he knows he's wrong. Even though you switched sides, I didn't. He's wrong. You're both wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pull up the top 50 protagonists of all time and display them on the screen while everyone else... Now, is, is this according to Harvard's Brightest Scientists? Or what's the art, What's the source here? Trust me, bro? What's the source? Anybody. Everyone. Exactly. Everyone has exactly. a voice. <laughs> um, Christian, give me your first pick. Absolutely no brainer. Uh, Ellie from The Last of Us Part Two. Hell yeah! Go Hell yeah! It's <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so- I should have picked that one first. This is gonna be a bloodbath when we get <laughs> no, to the okay. polls. Okay. This is gonna be a bloodbath. This is gonna be good. It, it's it's gonna be really hard for me to. T- I, I mean, it's okay. This is gonna be easy actually for me to talk about. Uh, real quick. Um, the complexity, the emotional depth that she has, uh, and her story, like the dynamic kind of change she goes through in elu 2 is one of the best i've ever seen in 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 a video game um i'm really hoping that one of us on this podcast plays through it because it's it's well (laughs) worth playing it's one of the best video games i've ever played it's in my top 10 so ellie incredible character such nuance i don't know why i thought no no one's gonna pick ellie one of the best characters ever yeah (laughs) i I almost got her tattoo except a friend of mine got it first so i'm not gonna be matching tattoo so I very much wanted to, but as soon as, like, yeah, I knew that there's going to be a lot of people out there that did it, so I think it would lose its luster, but it's a fantastic tattoo. I absolutely yep. am in love with her character design. Um, okay, so I'm going to switch my order around, just because uh, one of my picks is going to be the one, the only, Joel Miller from The Last of Us, Part 1. Which I, I absolutely love that they're calling the remake Part 1, because now it just fits so so nicely. Um, mm-hmm. It's not calling it The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2, it's Part 1 and Part 2. Joel Miller, everything that Christian just said, except in my opinion, a little bit more. Very morally gray character. I love that we don't get flashbacks. I love that we don't get to know exactly what he did before he met Ellie. We were just told that he is a man who's crossed, as um, as Troy Baker said in the audition, the line that he was given from, from Neil Druckmann is that he's very few moral lines left across. And you get that. You get that from him while also just bonding to this guy immediately and loving his journey with Ellie. Just, I mean, I feel like of all the people on my list, this is the one I have to sort of campaign the least for. We all know Joel. We all love Joel. And uh, yeah, man, just from, from, from that scene with Sarah in the first hour of the game, right? You've known this character, you've known this character for all of maybe 30 minutes of gameplay or, or, and it's just, man, it hits you. So yeah, Joel Miller. The last of us one changed my life yep and that opening is part of part of why so good yep yep i bawled my eyes out i didn't i didn't even have a ps at the a playstation at the time i was one of those 
Xbox people looking through the chain fence, watching all the cutscenes <laughs> string together on YouTube. I sat there weeping like a child. So wow, so good, so good. And give me so, your second pick. Some might even say Last of Us Part One's the only Last of Us game. Uh, my no. second. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Most what? people also say protagonists in video games are people you don't play as. But anyways, continue. You know what? Let's hear from the audience. Kirik, you're in the chat here. Do you think that a video game protagonist has to be playable? Let us know. Uh, my Emphasis second. This is on the video game part. Go ahead. My second one. <laughs> Ezio Auditore de Firenze. I love Ezio. <laughs> Such a. What? Please go on. Such a fantastic character. Uh, this was literally the renaissance for Ubisoft and their characters and their stories of the Assassin's Creed games because, well, it was also quite literally the renaissance, but it was really good. Uh, Ezio, I just loved how you got to see him grow up from being a baby all the way up to him being an old man. I absolutely loved that story arc through the three games that he played in. And, like, he's such a likable character. He was always uh, very lighthearted. And by the end of the franchise and Revelations, I was absolutely, like, just invested in him as a character and absolutely loved the stuff that they did with um, Altair and him uh, when he was old man. So, oh, love that. Love that seal. So good. Did he ever stop being a baby, though? Okay. I'm just bugged. I should have I should have put Connor on my list just to bug you. Oh. Does anybody else have respect for Desmond Miles? Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, he found <laughs> his curious. Bro, what you got for me? Oh, I'm next. Second? Okay. So my next pick is the Tiro of Time. Link. No! Yes. Wow. Right back at you, Christian. You stole Ellie from me. <laughs> I steal Link. Which Here. one? I have to pick one of them. No, 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 no. He's, no, he's no. the same. No, he yeah. gets all of them. Do you have Do you have a specific choice for Link? If you do, then I will. He's, if, a, he's if you the have same a, character. I would no, say he's the same character. Not. He, is, I mean, okay. he's reincarnated. Okay. I don't Christian, know. If, I don't. I'll do I don't know Zelda. Is he? Is it like a Spider-Man situation where there's different Spider-Man, or is it Link? Link? Like, is Link the same soul? The Link same is Link? not the same. Link. Christian's right. He's not. It's not the same guy. He doesn't carry his memories <laughs> all the time. It's 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 a it's the hero of, of time reincarnated for certain time periods and eras and all that kind of stuff. So Toon Link is not the same as Breath of the Wild Link and all that stuff. So Christian. If you do have a specific link, I will choose a specific link. Rashan oh. gets to pick first, though, because you... Definitely, chose. yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Definitely. And, and uh, Ro, you can have any link, or, like, all of them. I will let you have... Oh, okay. For the purpose of this this thing, yeah, link, go for it. Yeah, take it. Okay, okay, I will take it. If I do, I am curious to know what specific link you took. You chose, though. But I am just, I am, if you will allow it, I will take it. <laughs> Steal link. Um, but, yeah, he, he has so many badass moments even more than than clementine he's such a humble guy quiet guy thankless he does all these amazing things for little to no reward always protecting the princess all that kind of stuff but he's he's such a cool character without saying pretty much anything but you still like get that emotes like what what samus is has been has gotten to do with the most recent game link has has been doing i think without with for all of his games Without the speech, you, you get what he's what's going on with his little he has. You still feel it. You still feel it. But the Wind Waker, 
the battle between Ganondorf and Link lives forever, rent free in my head. I love that that uh, that battle. But there's so many more across the franchise that I think I'd make a good argument as Link being the best protagonist. If I you know got a little more time, but yeah, Link for sure. We should make a point all of us to um, to do those videos as well to make our to make our case with our polls because uh, yeah. Quite good. And somebody who throws um, everyone under the bus with their video. <laughs> I don't know Before you go, Christian, Kirik has responded to my question in the chat, and unfortunately, I, I shouldn't read this, but he says, you good should. question, I believe the protagonist must be playable. That means games that switch between characters is what makes them a protagonist. That means Abby is a protagonist, and I say this because The Last of Us Part hmm. 3 will all center around Abby and may have a cameo from Ellie. Heck, you're speaking to a guy that was fine with Ellie being okay. I'm not going to say that. Uh, it's a spoiler. <laughs> but Eric, I would disagree, almost disagree with you at the very end. I think Tilu Part 3 will have to revolve around Ellie. Uh, like, Great. Abby may be featured in it a little bit, but like, it, that is. Neil has come out and said, like, The Last of Us is Troy, not Troy, Joel and Ellie. Sure. Like, The Last of Us is about them. Okay. Anyway. I mean, the, even though you play as Abby, like it's still revolving around the story of Ellie. Mm -hmm. I, I did hope they so. did they say did he say that this story is a trilogy? Like he has Neil expressed that he wants to do three games, or did he just say that The Last of Us in general is, is he, centered around those two? If, if I remember correctly, he said that he had a story in mind, but nothing has been written. Okay, just like, I would. The same way Tilu Part Two had a story in mind, but nothing was ever written after Part One. Yeah. Okay. He said, if we have a story I, we're telling, we'll tell it. You should have kept I, that story I, I in his head. I, I, love, I love The Last of Us Part 2. I think it's a masterpiece. I would prefer to him to just leave it alone now because we just We said we that for Part through. 1. We said that we for Part 1. And I continue right, to say part that. Two, Dan, but, but here's the thing. But part, part 2 is a masterpiece. Part 1, in my opinion, is a flawless masterpiece. Part 2 is a flawed masterpiece. Like, we just got, in my opinion, we just got by. Like, it's still it's still amazing 9 out of 10 experience. But, like, it was a little rocky there. Like, we've discussed at length, like, if they had reset, if they had changed the order of the story, it could have been much better and, like, certain things and all that stuff where it's, like, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Just leave it. Just let it be. Just let it be. We could do an entire episode on Last of Us. That would be awesome. That would be a great idea. We should we should start doing bonus episodes where we just discuss certain topics. That'd be great. Bro, you want to know what link I chose? Yes. It was a Toon Link. Uh, when we yes, did, yes. Uh, I would have stolen from you then. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like fantastic. He's the one that like has the most emotional complexity, and we see that because through the animation, and it's also doubly awesome because he isn't a hero of time. Um, he's not an incarnation of Link. He's just a big brother trying to get his little sister back, and that's what makes him, in my opinion, like one of the strongest things. I got chills when you said that. <laughs> Very that, cool. that, Breaker, sounds, that sounds really sweet. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Carrick with the correct opinion in the chat. By the way, love to see it. Love to see intelligent viewers. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the correct Thank opinion. You. That's a... <laughs> um, Christian, <laughs> your second pick. <laughs> yeah, for my second pick, I'm going to go horny mode oh, and yeah. <laughs> and pick uh, Tubi from Nier Automata. Uh, oh. I think the way Tubi has to maneuver like her identity between like Android, but also a person with like feelings and autonomy is one of the coolest sci-fi stories I've ever seen in video games, and the way that's explored through multiple protagonists in that game um, that then all lead back to you know the character of 2B, uh, 2B and um, 
I forget the name of the uh, what's his name? Nines, nine nine s. I think is is very strong. Tubi is like an amazing character, and I I love her to death. So, Tubi. Um, my second pick, which was originally my first pick, because he's my favorite fictional character of any media of all time, is the one and only John Marston from Red Dead Redemption, specifically from Red Dead Redemption One. Although. As a fan, I actually liked what they did with him in the second one. I liked that they made him more flawed because to me, I, that adds depth to a character. But I loved seeing him in his immature phase where he wasn't doing the right thing. But uh, John Morrison, specifically in Red Dead Redemption 1, is a character that kind of awoken something in me where I really discovered that video games could be art and, and could really have a lasting impact on on you. John Marston is such an interesting character. We have a lot of anti-heroes on this list that we're going to talk about. But John Marston... of all of them it's including joel i think is the most pure representation of what an anti-hero is because he doesn't catch feelings with any of these with any of the wonderful cast of characters that he meets along the way he is solely doing whatever he needs to do to get back to his family he is not doing anything uh for the goodness of the world or the goodness of his heart uh hunting down his old gang members he's doing what he has to do because his family is being held hostage and he does whatever he needs to do to get back to his family and that really stuck with me as a kid. I don't know why, um, but it was just something that I found really beautiful. And when he does finally get back to his family, him and his wife start arguing immediately. And there's just something so there's something so beautiful. And and there's something really special about Rob Weedoff. Uh, he's only voiced this character. This is the only acting credit he has to his name. And he killed it. And he absolutely killed it. So there's something, I think, outside of the lore of the game, there's something unique with this character where... You know, as much as we love Troy Baker and he kills it as droll, it's like he's done a million things. And even Nolan North, who's amazing, he's done a million things. Laura Bailey is amazing. She's done a million things. I think it's really cool that we have this incredible AAA tier performance from this guy who's only done this character and that's it. And you won't hear his voice anywhere else. So John Marston is, is my pick. He's my number one pick. I love this man. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's like I said, my favorite character of any media, of any fiction of all time. Heck yeah. Yeah. Dan, yo, and we're and I'm gonna throw out a hot take just because we're keeping it spicy this week. Red Dead Redemption One is still Rockstar's swan song. Dan, who's your third pick? Uh, yeah, no, John Marston is such a great pick, Gage, and uh, he's also you know a yeah, great protagonist in Red Dead Redemption Two. Alongside he is, he plays him, alongside my third <laughs> protagonist, which is Arthur Morgan. My goodness. I think in the same vein of John Marston, of course, this has changed now because there is a new project that the voice actor of Arthur Morgan is in now. But previously, he wasn't in anything either. And he kind of came out with this voice and you're just like, holy crap. And coming on the back of Red Dead Redemption, I'm like, there's no way they're going to make a protagonist as compelling as John Marston. And they absolutely did that with Arthur Morgan. Like. He is such an amazing character with a ton of depth and this gravelly voice. I just freaking love it. It literally is just so pungent. I don't know the best word to describe that, but the end of Red Dead Redemption 2 absolutely just woo, That was a that was a tearjerker. I wanna I wanna add something real quick. And this is not to this is not to diminish your pick at all because Arthur Morgan is a fantastic character, and I don't blame you at all for picking him. But the brilliance to me, the brilliance of Arthur Morgan is like you said thinking that you couldn't top John Marston, and then you have this character who does, 
But then they also, not only do they create this fantastic character who's brilliant, brilliantly written, uh, brilliant voice acting, but is also used to set the stage for the character of the first game because yes. how John Marston starts in Red Dead Redemption 2 versus how he ends is directly in because of Arthur Morgan. So Rockstar, that's a brilliant 4D chess move in terms of writing. Like Rockstar does not get enough credit for that. The fact that this character was introduced was so high quality, but then also was necessary to the story of Red Dead to actually change the character who ends up being the protagonist of the first game. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Rockstar killed it with that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, add, I'll add to this too, because I wanted to talk, I wanted to mention it too before Gage put it so beautifully. Um, when I got to the end of Red Dead 2, I was like, man, what an amazing game. I, like, I love this. Uh, and to only then enter the epilogue, and I was like, yup, this has entered S-tier, like, masterpiece levels of game. The way it, like, recontextualizes one was, like, beautiful. It was, it was literally, like, poetry. It was so good. It is. It's crazy. They don't get enough credit for that. Like, that is something that it's so... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Kurik is asking if any of us picked Aloy. We haven't yeah. finished yet. I know. Oh. But oh. Aloy? I don't have it. She was not even an audible mention for me. Oh. Damn. I mean, she's well, not on my list either, but... Damn. I only mention that because <laughs> these, these two knuckleheads down below... Actually, I don't know the orientation of how it looks on... <laughs> but these guys didn't write their list. They're writing it as they say it. So I don't know. But uh, apparently, no. The answer is no. Sorry. Aloy is not on... Also, isn't that I a like bit Aloy on the nose? Everything's but... metal and her name's Aloy. I never... Is that explained in the games? Don't tell me. I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> um... Who are we at now? We're at Christian, your third pick. No, we're out. Are we? Is it me? Did yes, Dan, you went? Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, so my, this is, we have five picks or four picks? Four picks. Four picks. Okay, so this is my This is your third. Pick. I did my second, sorry. I thought I was on my third. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so my next pick is Sora from the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Um, I don't think anybody here has played Kingdom Hearts. Uh, just me on this one. Oh, Oh, Christian, you have, but you didn't like it that much, right? I played one. Yeah. Played one. I, watched, okay. I watched Advent Children as a child with no context. <laughs> Zero context. and thought it was amazing. It's completely different. <laughs> but okay. Uh, made by the same company, I guess. But yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Sora, yes. I, I think Nostalgia has a big part to play in why I chose him. But um, Sora is a fantastic character. He, like Link, is similar to Link, is selfless, humble, and is just trying to get his friends back together. You know, like this epic journey that he's gone on for like the past three games is just so he, Kairi, and Riku could just be on their island chilling again, man. Like that's all he wants. But the freaking darkness and all this crazy stuff happening doesn't let him. So um, yeah, Sora has had a lot of awesome moments throughout the franchise that I would definitely go into if he makes it in the top, you know. But uh, Sora is my third pick, fantastic character awesome battle scenes he's just a cool anime character man he's just a cool anime kid can't wait for kingdom hearts 4 sorry i was distracted by dan skinning a small animal on his desk (laughs) i i literally spilled my entire cup of water all over my desk here and so i frantically was drying it up yeah i'm an idiot everything good yep i'm just dumb (laughs) hey you said it not me christian give me your third pick uh, now I'm curious to see whether or not, like, maybe somebody like in another life would pick Cloud. Maybe maybe Rose fourth pick is Cloud. I don't know. I'm just postulating. It's not unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. My third pick is <laughs> I, I. 
I was lucky enough to snag this character because I realized nobody else did it. And I think he's worthy of at least being in the conversation. Um, should be a top 10, maybe. Uh, and that is uh, Geralt of Rivia. Um, oh, good pick. Having only played Witcher 3, um, I think it is a testament to the writing, as we've mentioned plenty of times on this podcast, uh, of how compelling he is as a character. Uh, for me to be coming into the uh, the end of a trilogy and be so enamored with um, his life and all the characters in it, uh, the way my Geralt came out, I was so happy with him. Like one of the most like emotional arcs I've seen me go through with like and it to be like this long RPG where all the 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 side quests are are still coloring in the way my Geralt is coming out. I thought it was phenomenal, uh, and I'm picking him as one of my top four choice everything you said um all right my third pick this is uh this is this is my fun pick my other three are 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 serious this is my fun pick i'm gonna go with the very recognizable sam fisher voiced of course by the beautiful michael ironside you want to talk about gravelly voices i present to you the king of gravelly voices a man who you know what? We can all relate to him. Gets dicked around by the government, right? Gets angry about it. Smashes people's face in the in the sinks. His his daughter gets kidnapped. You know, he shoots people. It's just Sam Fisher's great, right? He's great. It's it's mostly the voice. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. All right, it's mostly the voice. But in terms of best protagonist of all time, I feel like when it comes to video game, I mean that's one of the most important things is how a character is portrayed and acted and. Uh, Sam Fisher is is like I said, he's just one of those characters where, if uh, if we were if all of us, whether we're Splinter Cell fans or not, if we were watching an E3 presentation and the screen went black and we all heard Michael Ironside, we'd all know immediately that it was Splinter Cell. So, Sam Fisher, it's uh, he gets one of my picks. Dan, Yo. fourth and final pick. Yes, uh, my final pick is. None other than Nolan North's Nathan Drake. Absolutely phenomenal character. Uh, I'm a huge Uncharted fan, of course. It is literally the reason why I picked up a PS3. Uh, I didn't pick it up until the Slim version launched uh, because I was, I think Uncharted 2 was coming out, and I was like, man, I really want to get into this. Uh, this game is, or this franchise looks amazing. Got into it and love uh nathan and, and elena and sully and all those characters and the way he interacts with all of them uh, it's so great nolan north does a fantastic job by far in my opinion nolan's best performance of any character um and yes i, I just love it it's it's great love it and i have water all over the place. <laughs> um okay. What do you mean, Nolan North's best role? You didn't like him as Untitled Marine in Halo Three? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, he did play uh, was Mickey. He's he's in all of them. He he's played, in he's in the. He played Mickey in uh, ODST, right? Yeah, but I think he's in Halo Two, Three, and yeah. Reach as as Marines as in the background. He is. Yeah. Um, Isn't he Desmond Miles? He is. Yes. He is as well. Yeah, he's yeah. everything. He's in every game. Um, Roshan, your fourth and final pick. Oh boy. Okay, my final pick is going to be Kratos from 2018, God of War. Uh, you want to talk about a character that has been reimagined 
that is Kratos in 2018, completely different character, and in the best way possible, Curry Barlog on his team did a fantastic job, uh, just, you know, reinventing him, as I said, and just delivering an amazing story, father and son story that I can't wait to see continue later this year, but yeah, just, just the ups and downs on that, like, fairly simple journey, just, like, going on, like, a, a trip to... That, that your mom sent you on. It's like such a simple story, but they just did such a great job uh, doing that. And the character moments that they happen between uh, Kratos and Atreus are just so good. And the badass action scenes are incredible. I know that doesn't have anything to do with Kratos himself, but if he wasn't there, he wouldn't be as badass as... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly like if he, if it wasn't him, it wouldn't be as badass as it, as it was. Um, but yeah, Kratos is, is my uh, my final pick. And I... And I and I don't have a lot of experience with the uh, the older games too. This is just like going off of the 2018 one, and yeah, it's just did a fantastic job with that character. I want to. I just want to quickly point out. I did not think of Kratos when I was coming up with my list, but I think this is actually one of the strongest picks on here because not only did you like you like you said they added character depth, but to to add character depth to such a one dimensional character that had been established for so long. And remain true to to the character, right? He's still filled with rage. He's still this ultra violent, ultra aggressive uh, guy. But adding depth that doesn't conflict with any of that to him was incredible. That was really incredible. Yeah, um, that's an excellent. That's a really great pick, Christopher Judge. Amazing, killed man. it, Christ. killed it. Yeah, right. I bet. I bet they were. I almost wonder if this is one of those situations. I mean, this is a film reference. So not everybody would get it. But I wonder if this is kind of like. Quentin Tarantino trying to find Christoph Waltz, where he was just like, I need to find this perfect guy, and I don't know if this is going to work. You know that they wanted to do mocap for 2018, and they wanted to find this guy who, you know, had the physicality and the acting chops. And yeah, like you said, Dan, Christopher Judge, he walks in and he kills it. I hadn't heard of his name before this. Like, what a find for Sony Santa Monica. What a find. One of my favorite childhood shows that I watched with my parents all the time when I was little, Stargate SG-1. Christopher Judge played Teal'c in that series. It is a phenomenal huh? sci-fi series. Amazing. I can't, I want them to bring Stargate back. With Christopher, heard that there's actually a cult classic. I was going to make jokes, but I've heard I've heard nothing about it. <laughs> uh, I wanted to make jokes too. I it's so to good. Too. I'm telling you, it's so good. But you can understand how most people haven't seen Stargate. The character's name is yeah. Teal'c. Let's let's, Teal. see, let's be real. Yeah, but there's Teal. very good re- story reasons why. It's it's a great show. I'm telling. You. I have heard that, so I will refrain from making jokes. I have heard that it's good. Um, but yeah, great pick, great pick, Rashan. Excellent pick, Christian. Your fourth and final. Before that, I'm going to mention uh, a few honorable mentions. I will not be speaking on them. I'm just going to list off their names. Is Cortana yeah. one of them? <laughs> Funny guys. <laughs> I'm going to like 15 characters, right? Okay. Uh, the knight from Hollow Knight, the robe figure from Journey, Luigi from Luigi's mm. Mansion, Crash Bandicoot, Wolf from Sekiro, Sleeper from Citizen Sleeper, Stanley from Stanley Parable, Samus, Aaron, Leon Kennedy, Sam Porter Bridges, Bayonetta, Soap McTavish. Which, uh, from Senua, which game? Because. I guess one more for two. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and then we mentioned uh, the other ones. So, okay. Now, my fourth and final pick. Giving a run for Sam Fisher's money for that, grovely, for that grovely voice. Oh, I didn't even think about Sonic. <laughs> uh, for the grovelly voice. That is David Hayter's Solid Snake. 
from Metal Gear yeah, Solid 4. Excellent pick. Wow. Solid fucking snake, dude. Uh, having to deal with with death, um, with identity, uh, with um, who he is in relation to Big Boss, while also still being his own person, while also being, uh, you know, having to protect people from Liquid. Uh, Solid Snake is like by far one of the greatest video game characters ever. It's why people still want access to Metal Gear Solid games. It's why uh, Konami is bringing them back and people are demanding and asking for, for wide releases of, of 3 and 4. Like That character is, is arguably one of video games' best. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Excellent pick. Yes. And every time I hear David Hayter's voice, I'll tell you what, I get a solid snake, that's for sure. Um, oh, killing it today. Um... All right, we've all done our... Okay, so my fourth and final pick is directly at odds, Shans. But not really. Uh, It's the one and only Lee Everett from Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. This is another one of those characters that came onto the scene. I don't think anyone was expecting this game to be as good as it was, but it took us all by surprise in the same way that Joel Miller did, I think. And, uh, um, And just, yeah, what an incredibly... 3D and depth character where you have this character who's uh, there's no there's no room for speculation when the game starts he is on his way to jail for murdering someone this is somebody who <laughs> broke the law and killed someone and over the course of five episodes you learn to absolutely be enthralled with this character I would kill for this man who is a murderer <laughs> um, and not not even for a really good reason right like just he lost his temper and you know something shitty happens that happens to a lot of people it's not like when games are able to do that to take a objectively flawed character and make you absolutely like just fall in love with them and 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 i'm so attached to them it's something special and i think that um the voice actor absolutely killed it i'm forgetting his name right now he petitioned to be on the walking dead show as ezekiel he absolutely should have got it i can't remember his name it's bugging me so much i'll get it i'll get it i'll get it okay I'm, I'm going to pause before, while you get it, because he deserves to be... Ilmar Mulder. That's definitely or not Lamar, it. Lamar, Lamar That's Mulder. No? That's definitely it not it. it. Dave Fenoy. No, it's not. What Dave Fenoy, this guy? is. It's Dave, Dave Fenoy. Fenoy. <laughs> I, knew it was, I knew it was D. I knew it was a Dave. I knew it was Dave Fenoy. Lee Everett, voiced by Lamar Mulder. It says on that Google. Is, that is a lie. <laughs> that is an absolute lie. It's oh, Dave Fenoy. It's definitely Dave Fenoy. Um... Yeah, he killed it. He absolutely killed it. Um, I think all of us here love love Everett, and we all became attached with them. And what I think was so special about The Walking Dead Season 1 is that while you could make choices for the character in a, in a way that's very similar to Geralt, it wasn't like Commander Shepard where you could totally mold this character into anything you want. Like the, He still has a character that is kind of structured no matter what you choose. He still is a good man at, at, at heart. Uh, and <laughs> and uh yeah lee everett what a man what a man looking after clementine save i'm not gonna spoil it but he's he's a he's an incredible man i highly recommend everyone goes the first season of the walking dead fantastic game christian has a secret christian tell us your secret speaking of which i have a secret um i've, never played, I've never played the walking dead games no no never never i played christian, i played, I played I played half of Wolf Among Us episode one. Um, I played like, Wolf Among Us. Either. I played like the first episode <laughs> of Batman 
the Telltale series. I would like, like Telltale. Why would you play that one? I'm gonna. It was free or something. I don't know. I had it. I'm gonna make a statement. I would like for Rashan and Christian to either say motion, motion adjourned, motion. or motion approved or motion denied. That's what I want from Rashan and 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 uh, I guess actually only Rashan can speak to this. Okay, Daniel, yeah, you can't because just because of the context. Christian, motion. What you, am I saying? you're saying you're saying motion approves. You're okay. agreeing, or you're saying motion denied. Ready? Okay. okay Christian, okay. you not playing the first season of The Walking Dead. Second season's amazing, Rashan. I agree with you. I love the second season. But you not playing the first season of Telltale's The Walking Dead is as egregious as Dan not finishing The Last of Us Part Two. Motion denied. Agreed. <laughs> oh, hold on. Agreed. Hold on. Uh, for context, this was yeah. me during high school. I did not have money to buy yeah. games. Dan this game and then decided not to play. <laughs> but now you've, been in, but now you've been enlightened. Now you have no excuse. So from this I'm, day forward, I'm scared because I've heard those games like don't age well. Games they like, are janky as fuck, that's but true. you will still cry regardless. I played it on the Vita. I played it on the freaking Vita for the first time. And that's you wept like a child at the end, didn't you? Pardon? You wept yeah, like a child crying. at the end of it, didn't you? Yes, you did. Yep. I Absolutely. mean, I've seen I've seen the end of the first season. Oh, I, that's. Nah, it's okay. It's spoiled a long time. Um, I, I think you can still enjoy it. I think yeah. I think the impact will still hit if you spend five episodes with these characters. Five episodes are only like an hour and change each. All right, this this needs to get moved to the top of your backlog priority. Okay. Um, it isn't. However, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> however uh, I am literally on GG right now, and I am adding The Walking Dead to games I want to play. Season, At least season, the first season. At yeah, least that's the first. Okay. We forgive you, but. I don't. play it someday at least eventually there's so will, many games will, that are like that for me too but yeah <laughs> no i will try to play it by the end of this year cool. i like that i like that um all right we're running late again because i'm hosting uh what you got for me we haven't even gotten to the topic of the show yet <laughs> my lord what you got for me daniel what have you been playing uh was that last week that we all played fall guys right after yes. the podcast yeah no then, no oh, i wasn't yeah, i you? wasn't invited I wasn't you, invited again. It was after the podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> Anywho, yeah, we played Fall Guys. We yeah, played Fall won? Guys, and yeah, Christian, Christian won too many times because too many times. Yeah, I okay. So to be fair, on the last one, was it the last one we did? I was literally like the second level from the top, and Glenn can attest to this because Glenn played with us, Gage, because he was online and. I was on the second from the top platform on the last um, level where the platforms like fall and to each subsequent platform. Christian was like at the very bottom or a second from the bottom or something. And I'm literally up there. I'm like, Glenn, where's he at? Glenn tells me where he's at. So I look around while I'm jumping around and I see him. I'm like, I can totally fuck him over right now. So I'm jumping on my platforms on the second from the top. And I'm like, I'm going to jump on this one platform. And he's screwed because there's no other path. I go for the jump, completely miss the platform. And (laughs) Christian wins. I was so mad. But yeah, that's... Uh, if you can be so kind as to uh, finish the line I'm about to tell you right now, if you ain't first, you're last. Thank you. <laughs> I just <laughs> that's pretty much it. We played golf again too, and and then I'm not taking the blame on that one. What there? I'm not taking the blame on this one, Gage. So don't take the don't. Point yeah, me. I was also not invited to that. Yes, you were. 
No, it wasn't. The second time you were. The second time I was. The first okay, time that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's not fair. That's the whole point we're getting at. Actually. <laughs> 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 Rashan, what you got yes. for me? Uh, I've also just played Fall Guys. That was it. I played Fall Guys with these these guys. I had to leave a couple times because my my uh, my granny is visiting, so I had to like step away, say hello. Wait, Grandma Warner? Yes, not the one that watches the show though, as oh. we discussed. Yeah, a different granny. But um, yeah, that's that's really all I played. I played a little bit before the show today as well, uh, Fall Guys. But yeah, that's that's it. That's all I had the chance to play this week. Kristen, what you got for me? In the span of two days, I started and beat Oxenfree, uh, a, an indie game that has been in my backlog for, for far too long. And uh, yeah, it was a great game. Um, hey. I think the strongest part of that game is the dialogue, which I then uh, went online and read that um, a lot of that dialogue was where the characters were all in one room talking together, um, just like off the cuff. And they were using that uh, to tie. They had lines too, but a lot of the stuff was also improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that like works organically in the game, I thought was incredible i almost thought like i wasn't even going to finish that game because there are no options to lower the music and in the beginning of the game the music was louder than the characters and a lot of the character dialogues was like interrupting the dialogue that was ongoing i'm like hmm is the whole game going to be like this uh and it wasn't it was like the first 15 20 minutes and yeah very cool i love that there's like alternate endings there's a a, a, an actual ending if, uh, if you do a second playthrough which i haven't done i don't know if i'll do um, but my ending I thought was fantastic. Very cool game, Oxen Free. Lived up to expectations. Yeah. Again. Good, very good. Uh, and then myself, I did not play Fall Guys with the Boys, and I did not play VR with the Boys. Uh, I instead have been playing Escape from Tarkov. I'm back in that, back into that, and sucked into it. <laughs> new wipe, let's go. New update, new guns, new maps, new all that good stuff, so... I am back in Tarkov trying to escape. When I'm not there, I'm still there, if you know what I mean. So. Wait, where was our invite for Tarkov? You don't know how to work a computer, Dan. What are you going to do? I would love to see him try to play Tarkov. Uh, Dan, also, Dan, <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know your tastes. I can't remember what shooter we were playing, but we were playing something that you already... Oh, Sniper Elite. You're like, this is. Too- I don't have the patience for this. That's hilarious if you think you're going to play Tarkov. You're, that's abs- you need to eat food and water to hydrate yourself. <laughs> Otherwise, your arms start shaking, Dan. This is this game is not for the faint of heart. This is not for the faint of heart. You can get dehydrated and get a migraine in the game. It's a shooter. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, it's so good. It's amazing. I love it. You, yeah, it's it's like it's like the survival games. You either you either love that genre or you can't stand it. But it it's, it speaks to me. I love it, and the gunplay is fantastic. And uh, and I, I maintain I think I think my first appearance here on this podcast I was asked about Tarkov and I maintain it has industry leading audio design. It's the amount the, the the amount that audio is important to that game is unlike really cool. Um, but now to the topic of the show, gentlemen, is the Nvidia leak, the return of the king. We are going to revisit this because since it first leaked, um, there's been a lot of games that were on this list. That people so let's do a little recap here. This this list gets leaked, and Nvidia comes out, and surprisingly they admit and they say that it is real. Uh, but then they try to sort of give themselves some breathing room by saying a lot of this stuff is is speculative. It's just for our own internal w- testing or whatever they say. And um, there are some games on here that are really questionable. So a lot of people kind of believe that, and we weren't taking a lot of it at face value. Uh, however. 
I thought it'd be good to revisit this because there's a lot of things on here that at the time people were pointing to as evidence that this is just hypothetical and those games have now actually been announced. So I wonder if we don't know the time frame, but I wonder to me, I'm starting to think that everything on this list is was at one point submitted by their respective developers or publishers. Uh, so I think this list is 100% genuine. It's just time frames or things being canceled is the only factors that we have to worry about. But we can discuss that amongst ourselves. So some of the ones that I wanted to bring up um, specifically to talk about that are really interesting. Um, oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we get into that, some of the games that people used to say that this wouldn't be, that this isn't genuine, that these, there's no way these games are coming out. Um, one of them was actually Dragon's Dogma 2, which Capcom had not acknowledged since the first game came out in 2013. Wow. Um, and that has recently, uh, you know, months and months after this list leaked, has been announced. Um, I was hoping, Christian, maybe you know about this because you're a big Metal Gear Solid guy. I was trying to find the tweets, but there's been some murmurs about Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD. I think it was one of the developers that worked on those games has made a comment and then it started getting picked up that people were saying, did you see that, Christian? Nothing official, but I've seen, like... When it's that low, I, I'm I'm never like, hmm, is this actually real? Because it's like, because a developer says it, like maybe you know projects get shuffled around all the time, maybe they don't get finished or they get like canceled. Right. That's why I'm like, hmm, was it, will that actually happen? I'm not sure, but I mean, it could be likely. Right. Um. So I didn't link that, but I I could have sworn I saw on my feed sometime recently that one of the developers that worked on Metal Gear Solid Two or Three was responding to a fan and mentioned something about. Like, oh, if you like those games, just wait. Like, something like that, where it's kind of, like, off the cuff, but it's like, oh, interesting. Um, but that was one that people saw, and they're like, oh, there's no way that's coming out. Crisis 4, um, there was there's one more that I wanted to take a look here. Oh, Chrono Cross Remaster, out of nowhere. That's People thought that that wasn't big enough, that wasn't on the priority list. That's That's been recently announced. That is real. So, with all that being said, I wanted to take a look at some of the more out there ones that we also thought there's no chance of happening. And now we look at them and go, well, shit, is this, is this possible? Are these things being sort of kept under wraps? So first I'm going to list off all of them and then we can talk about them as we want to, because some of them we might not have anything to say about. Uh, Halo five guardians is the only Halo game that's not been ported to PC. Uh, obviously Dan and I will have more to say about that than everyone else here. The Bioshock RTX remaster slash Bioshock four, which is listed as Bioshock 2022. Now, again, if this was submitted, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, that could have been at their original target date. I don't think that because it doesn't come out means that it's not real. I think that's what we're starting to see with this list. Titanfall 3, which is, I think, probably the most interesting one on this list to talk about. Uh, Half-Life 2 Remastered, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD, which, which, like you were saying earlier in the show, people want those games more widely available, right? So I think that'd be a no-brainer to do. City Skylines 2. Dan, you played City Skylines, right? You're a big fan of that one? I love City Skylines. Uh, and then Moss on Steam, which currently is a wow. PlayStation exclusive uh, on PSVR. So um, that one specifically, because when the... Uh, so this is a great example. Moss on Steam. When this GeForce leak happened, PlayStation was just starting to put their toes in the water. I think they had Horizon and Days Gone on PC, and that was it. Because uh, God of War, yeah, God of War was actually leaked from this list as well. So seeing Moss on here, now that we've seen that PlayStation is in fact committing to pc like i feel like moss is totally uh is totally possible to, to bring over to steam vr the biggest thing for me about this that's really interesting is the fact that there's any kind of resources working on bringing a um psvr game 
to any other console. That seeing this come to like if it does come to Steam would mean not only is it you know coming to PC, which is great. It's a piece, uh, it's a PlayStation VR game, phenomenal. That the reporting over VR games as well would also mean that maybe there's also resources being made by Sony to bring more PSVR games to PSVR 2. Because as of right now, we don't know if they're backwards compatible or not. And if the right. NVIDIA is, seems to be true, right. uh, I mean, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? A lot, a lot of this stuff has been true. Maybe a lot of it is a little bit outdated and stuff has shifted, but it's still like we can base kind of decisions on it. That can mean like a lot of games are coming to PSVR 2 as well. And that's that's... I did not know about that. That's pretty awesome. I and I think you're honest looking there too, because if they are bringing, if they're bringing PSVR one games to PSVR two to sort of entice and sort of just bolster that library, right? This could, like you're saying, actually, this could indicate that the PSVR two is sort of more. It, it shares more DNA with uh, PC VR kits, where it's like if you can bring Moss, um, if you can bring Moss Half-Life. to Steam, does that mean that you can bring Half Life Alex to PSVR? Right? That does open up a huge can of worms. Now, something that I want to bring up when I'm talking about the timeline and why I think this li- this list is is 100% accurate at one point is that one of the things on here was the unnamed Hangar 13 game, which was a superhero game that got canceled. Now, that game got canceled months and months and months ago, so that's why I think this list, whatever in whatever shape it was, it may be a list from 2019, 2018, something like that, right? So... I want to throw it out there again. I think I really think this list is is legitimate. Things may have changed from when this list was originally put into the database, not leaked, but put into the database and now. But um, there's a couple of things on there that kind of lead to that. Dan, I want to talk to you about Halo 5 Guardians. Um, It is kind of weird because if you're somebody who plays MCC and then jumps into Infinite, you are missing missing a critical piece of story. Obviously, it's it is the, the Halo game that's kind of like when it comes to the campaign the worst received halo fans are you know typically pretty down on it but still if you're coming into halo infinite it was always strange to me that if you're a pc guy who's never touched a console you are missing a crucial piece of the story so to me it's kind of a no-brainer i'm surprised they haven't done it yet but what do you think they've said no but do you think that maybe they are kind of planning to bring it once halo infinite is maybe back on its feet yeah uh and it's interesting because they did the Bungie did the same thing back in the day because they were well not Bungie specifically because they didn't do the PC ports but Halo CE and Halo 2 came to PC later on right. from Gearbox they actually ported it to PC but Halo 3 never came to PC so it's like people were always like how do I finish the fight I can't finish the fight because <laughs> it never came uh, right right so right it's kind of yeah like that situation now but obviously now Master Chief Collection brought Halo 3 to PC but uh, I do think it makes a lot of sense for them to do Halo 5 in Master Chief Collection. Uh, they could right. even do it as like a $5 thing like they did with ODST um, and Reach a as DLC well. DLC add-on. Yeah, just do something right. like that and just just do the campaign or uh, if, you, if you can't get the multiplayer to work because I know that was one of the talking points from community managers from 343 talking about this was... It would be a bit of a uh, undertaking to get Halo 5's content into Master Chief Collection because A, Halo 5 was a 100 gig game itself, and B, uh, the way that Halo 5 has all of its armor cores and everything, like the way you set up your Spartan in Halo 5 is very different than previous Halo games. 
So it might be a little bit of a challenge for them to do multiplayer. Uh, that's the only reason why I would doubt multiplayer would come ever, even though that's the best part of Halo 5, arguably. Um, but yeah. yeah, the campaign, I, I could see it happening at some point, maybe. I don't know. Or again, maybe this is one that they don't bring to MCC and they just bring it as a straight port, right? Because like you said, it conflicts so much with how the other games are set up. Very true. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a glaring omission in the franchise. You have you now have every Halo game there except for that. And while it's not the most beloved one, it is crucial, right? Like that's the, that's the interesting part. Christian, actually, no, never mind. If we're still in Halo Five, I want to I want to keep it there. No, we're we're uh, we're moving on. Unless yes, unless. Not about Halo, about something a different game on here. On okay, yeah, go ahead, start up. I'm really curious if from the Nvidia leak, Titanfall Three is now the game that has turned into the Apex Legends universe game. That's what I was um, thinking. Yeah, which we know Apex Legends universe is the Titanfall universe, <laughs> so, and it, it is a single player, you know, shooter based game. Um, yeah, I'm very curious. I'm in, I'm curious about that too. Now, here's my thing with Titanfall Three. I, I don't want to have false hope, and I, I definitely I definitely have I, I make, I make, I'm making sure I'm not on that hopium. You know what I mean? But here's the thing: Vince Sampella did make a tweet like two years ago now, where somebody was saying like, "What about Titanfall 3? And he was like, "Don't worry, we're gonna have something to show about the Titanfall about the T word very soon." Yeah, nothing ever nothing. came of that. <laughs> I do wonder if. Now that Vince Sampella, he has a lot more. He's kind of like Neil Druckmann at, at at Sony, but he's like the EA equivalent of now. He's he's worked his way up. He has the pull now. I wonder if he's saying like, "Listen, I'm doing Titanfall three. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to announce it. You don't have to do any marketing budget, but I'm doing it, and I'll release it when it's ready." I I'm starting to wonder if this is if if he's been working on this in the background, right? He has the pull now. He definitely has the pull. What if this is still it? Like he's just like teasing it in a weird way <laughs> uh, maybe i feel like that'd be such a disrespectful thing to, to, to advertise it as something in the apex legend right yeah when apex was announced they said this is a battle royale in the titanfall universe yeah. so it would be so disrespectful if they did that but it, it, it yeah that totally <laughs> that could be cool. what they're doing you know i have two people that could have asked vince Impella in december that were literally feet a couple of feet away from him whether we were getting Titanfall, but it was the two worst people to be in that situation because we didn't say anything to anyone. Are you referring to me and you? Yes. Hey, hold on. Was it not scary being amidst all those developers? (laughs) Yes. It was so terrifying. Yeah. I feel like I did not belong where we were at. We were in, and you were the one who pulled us there because you're like, man, all these developers come here after. I'm like, really? I, like, I had no idea. And we walk in and I'm just seeing all these people. We squeezed past Marty O'Donnell when we were on the way out. And Christian's like, who was that? Uh, Marty O'Donnell, the dude who wrote all of the Halo music, you know? I wish I was, I would have went in there like a ball on, but like, Vince, where's Titanfall, man? I, oh, I wish I was there. I really wish I was there. I would have. No it's shame. Like, Jeff, security? Jeff, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've got a disgruntled, small, five-foot-seven man yelling at me in the lobby. Oh are we the um, same? Are we the same? Short kings rise up. Let's go. Yeah. Technically, I'm 5'8", but... No. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, technically, I'm 5'8", too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just went yeah, to the yeah. doctor. It said 5'8". No, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, me too. I get it. <laughs> Um, that's amazing. The only one I stand. Short up. kings, short kings rise up. Yeah. Um. So Titanfall three. I mean, what's the five check? I 
I'm not going to bet on it, but I think, again, if Vince wanted to, if that was his passion project, which it seems like it was, I think that now, over the past like year or so, he has the pull at EA to sort of say, like, listen, you want me to keep giving you this, this golden goose? I want something in return. I want Titanfall back. I feel like it's possible. I feel like it's totally possible. With how much money Apex prints, like, I'm surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if Vince played that card. For sure. Like we will continue to make do stuff for Apex. Let us have a passion project on the side that is funded by how much money we're printing with, with Apex Legends. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you know what? And and I think I think the reason why I'm starting to think this is possible is not only the validity of this leaked list, but also how nobody knew about Apex Legends. He was able to get that by mm-hmm. without anyone knowing. We didn't know about this game until days before it came out. That is unheard of in this industry, right? So if anybody could do it, it might be Vince. He might mm-hmm. be able to. Right, and, and like well, I said, that. That would be so sweet if that was a shadow drop. If he, if if Gamescom rolls around and he's like, "By the way, this November, Titanfall 3. Could you oh, imagine? God. Could you imagine? I, I hope not. Lose their shit. Let let Modern Warfare 2's like fucking extraction. Yes. Let that have its moment, and then in the spring, maybe when there's no other shooting. Oh yeah, don't repeat what happened with Titanfall 2. Yeah, if yeah. If, if say Gamescom, like again, like I say, if we if Titanfall 2 had released in February, we would already have like Titanfall 4 by now. That franchise would be secure and locked. But they decided to put it in between. It's <laughs> losing it. Yeah, what that would that game would have that game would have killed, absolutely murdered. Um. Uh, Half-Life 2 Remastered, this is really interesting. This one is almost one of those ones that, while people think is far out there, I think when it comes to Valve, this is the next thing I see them doing. They don't want to make new things because they're scared of the... of the. It's not worth it to them, right? Valve is one of the richest companies in the world just from Steam. They don't need to risk the seventh most? No, give us... Why are you holding down? Do one full hand and then the other <laughs> amount of fingers. Three? Give us Third all most. the three. Give us all the threes. Left 4 Dead 3, oh, Team Fortress yeah, that's 3, not happening. Uh, Half-Life 3, Portal 3. That's, that's, yeah. that's not happening. It's <laughs> definitely not happening. The I want them, but it's not going to happen. So Half-Life 2 Remastered, I mean, that fits the Valve motto to me. They don't want to make new games, but they'll do a remaster. Like To me, that makes sense. Maybe it's got updated physics and all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And it would sell like crazy, and I would buy it because I've never played Half-Life. Right, exactly. So this that's one of those things where I looked at this, and people were saying that, like, way i'm like that kind of makes a lot of sense to me like if i was valve and i didn't want to risk kind of losing the legacy of making perfect games and you want to like half-life alex was amazing but a lot of that was the tech behind it like that was a tech showcase right like that was one of the most impressive vr experience um but half-life 2 remastered like we say like everybody already loves that game so you just put new physics into it like make you know the ragdoll physics are all new and all that stuff and and there you go. Like you said, Christian, people will buy it. I'll buy it. I never played Half-Life, but I'll, I'll buy into the hype for sure. Um, and then we got City Skylines 2, which I feel like is a no-brainer, that game. The city's, the city's franchise was kind of like just a sleeper hit until Skylines. Skylines was the one that really brought it to the, to the, main, the, main, uh, the main show, if you will, to the, to the masses. And uh, I fell in love with it. I love Skylines. Um, Dan, I know you played it a lot, too. So City Skylines 2, to me, is a no-brainer. Like, I feel like that's got to be on its way at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bigger fan of uh, Maxis's game, SimCity, instead of um, Skylines, but I, I enjoyed Skylines. Um, and then, Christian, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD, is, it's on that list. It may not be true, but like we said, with every passing month, this, this 
list gets more and more validity. I mean, yeah. Is there is there any downside to them doing this to Konami releasing? There's absolutely there's absolutely no downside, and especially with Konami one just announcing what this morning or yesterday that they're uh, relisting all the Metal Gear games that were available digitally back on back on those services uh, with them kind of supposedly working on on games again to what capacity i don't know maybe at some point they had this in the works and they just kind of shelved it for a while and they're gonna pick it back up uh, maybe yeah i there's no there's no downside to this uh we as gamers have like yeah we said fuck konami but we have small i would buy this just like i guess it would happen I would, I would buy this hands down uh, and th- honestly, I think this has more validity than any kind of remake uh, that has been speculated and rumored about with like Bluepoint. This seems way more likely than that. Right. I love a re- remake of MGS One, absolutely. Uh, but this seems like uh, this seems more realistic, even though the Reddit says no shot. I don't know. I don't know if it, there's no shot. I feel like it's fifty fifty. And like you said, if they're if they because they've slowed down, they absolutely have. They slowed down in, in the game development department. But if they wanted to ease their way back into it. A remaster, half of the work is already done for you. You don't have to worry about story. You don't have to worry about voice acting. You don't have to worry about casting. All that stuff's done. You just have to sort of redo the assets and up-res the textures and all that stuff. So, well, Wait a minute. Is the casting done yet? Is Kiefer Sutherland going to voice? We don't. Let's not talk about this, man. I'm going to be happier. Well, on that note, that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh, that was the show. It went long again because I'm hosting. I try to tell him not to make me host, and then Dan keeps offering it, and then I say yes because I don't want to be mean. So that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 147, The Lord of the Leaks, Return of the King. I'm just saying it again because I'm really proud of that name. Join us every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific? Pacific? Is that what the time mm-hmm. is? There it is. Mm-hmm. Pacific. Um, we talk about all the juicy video game news remember if you're at your local grocery store tell the clerk tell the teller dirty daniel prindle you'll get 10 percent off of any meat that you buy um thanks again to mammy for our partnership uh i've been your host gage dempster dan Rashan, christian that's the show say don't, goodbye to the lovely people at home don't search man <laughs> search man me and use daniel's name at your local grocery swipe right baby uh, thank you Kirk thank you Glenn for joining